Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who struggles with mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough, exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to Grace Mama Grace. And I am so super excited to welcome on this week's guest, this beautiful human. Her name is Monta, and she has changed my life. She doesn't even know it necessarily, but I had a good friend reach out to me and connect me with Monta. And she told me that I needed to start being a contributor for this thing called Strong Moms. And I had no idea what that really meant. And we got connected and um, Monta asked me, okay, well, what's, what's your message? What do you feel like you want to share? And honestly, I didn't know. I knew that I, I loved to write. I loved to create. I had a message that I wanted to share with the world, but I wasn't really sure. And so I toyed with like, well, I love like body positivity. I was a kindergarten teacher. So I love teaching stuff about like educate education and helping kids learn. Maybe that could be my message. And, um, I honestly, it was, it was just divine. (laughs) That's really all there is to it. That it just like popped into my head one day, like, no, you need to talk about like motherhood and giving yourself grace in motherhood. And she challenged me like, uh, what are you going to call it? Cause every time we, we write, you have like a title and then you write your title at the beginning of each post so that people know what to look for and that they can search for your stuff. And I, um, uh, that's how grace mama grace was born. Um, I, I know my older sister had talked highly about a book called, um, breathe mama breathe. And, um, it's like daily meditations for moms. Um, and I had finished this book called grace, not perfection by Emily lay. And so I knew I wanted to have grace in there somewhere. And so that's where grace mama grace came from. And I was writing for Monta for a couple of months when like the idea for a podcast just like really, really hit hard on my heart. And she talked uh, to all of her contributors about like, if you ever start a podcast or if you ever have these things, like, let me know. And I would love to share it with our listeners. And it really, like it brings tears to my eyes. Like it really was this human who helped me and gave me the courage to know I do have a message to share with the world. And my voice should be heard. And it started with this friend, (laughs) a mutual friend of ours who connected us. And it's just one of those things that like, you never know the difference and impact you can make when you follow those urges on your heart to connect people who, who just work together to change lives. Right. So I wanted to bring her on (laughs) today to let you get to know this fabulous human. She, she's going to introduce herself and she started Strong Moms three years ago 
it all started with a Facebook group and it has since grown to Instagram. She has a blog now and she has so many contributors that I have gotten to know and love. And she just, she's a magnet for attracting amazing humans to her and the circle of, of people that she has around her. Oh my gosh. It just speaks volumes to the person that she is. And so I just knew like she needs to get on here. She needs to share her message with you. And so I'm freaking excited to welcome her on. So Miss Monta, tell us all about you. Hi. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored that you would ask. And I'm so grateful for all that you have added to Strong Moms. You're incredible. And I, I learn so much from you every week. She writes for us every Wednesday and she never fails to touch my heart. So thank you for that. Um, my name is Monta Cooper and I am the mom of three boys. They are nine, six, and three. And they keep me on my toes. <laughs> they keep me on my toes. Um, we are homeschooling this year for the first time ever. That's a new adventure for me. Um, you know, all the things with this COVID, we're working from home, we're doing church from home, we're schooling from home, and it's a whole new thing for me, but that's kind of the focus of my life right now, and um, yeah, Strong Moms started three years ago. I, you know, I was one of those moms, I wanted to be a mom forever, but I was also terrified to be a mom. I was always that teenage girl who was really hoping no one would ever ask me to babysit because I didn't know what to do with these little people. <laughs> I, I was the youngest of four. I didn't have younger siblings. I just didn't know what to do with these <laughs> little people. <laughs> so I was really kind of terrified. And then I, it took us a long time to get pregnant. That's a whole different topic, but um, took us several years to get pregnant. And so I had a career. I was enjoying working. And when I got pregnant, um, I was so happy to stay home with my baby. That was something I had always personally wanted to do. But I, it's, it's like jarring to go from working 40 hours a week to, you know, interacting with adults and you know, big people <laughs> all the time um, to being home alone with this tiny little infant who's completely dependent on you and really not seeing any adults <laughs> other than my husband, unless I intentionally go out into the world and make that happen. And, um, and I was scared, you know, I didn't know anything about babies. I ran into, I don't know if this I mean, problem after problem after problem, that's what babies are, right? They're, they stretch you, they help you <laughs> grow by presenting problems. Um, and I really didn't know what to do. And I found, um, I found peace and I felt, <laughs> I found um, answers in my mama friends. Like that's all it comes down to as I just, I found, um, answers with my mom friends and um, people who had been there and done that and who could share their wisdom with me but also help me just be a listening ear and be a shoulder for me to cry on be a girl's night when I needed it you know um, give me ideas to try with my kids it just meant 
all the difference in the world for me to have those people in my life. And so I started to think, you know, I wonder, like, is there some way we could harness this girls' night-ness on, online? And I hadn't really seen anything like that. And after months and months and months and months of this idea, just not letting go, I finally just realized, well, maybe I'm supposed to start this on my own. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it started. And I'm so grateful for it. I personally have learned so much. I'm not exaggerating when I say I learn from the women on there every single day. It gets me emotional, <laughs> but I learn from them every single day and it blesses my life tremendously. So. And I love that. And I, Mm -hmm. the thing that I really love the most about your story is the fact that you, you saw a need, you recognize the need in yourself. You recognized that, you know what, I'm probably not alone in this and that other mamas probably need this too. And instead of woe is me, I wish there was this outlet for all of us complain, whine, whatever, you did something about it. You took action. And yes, it took you a couple months and sometimes big things, scary things, hard things, right? We talked about this in episode one. Like, I'm sure the reason it took you a couple months is because you had a whole bunch of mean girl thoughts in your head. Who am I to start strong moms? Who am I to do this? It won't make a difference. Nobody else needs this. It's just me. I'm alone. Who, who am I to do this? Right. And, and all of those voices, S A T A N (laughs) it is that meanie guy, right. Who just tries to keep us alone and tries to keep us small. And instead you embrace those fears and you kicked him to the curb and you said, you know what? I'm a child of God. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to rely on my other mama friends. I'm not going to do it by myself. I'm going to find other strong moms who can contribute. I'm not in this alone. And you took action. You did it. And, and you're doing it. And I think that takes tremendous courage. That takes tremendous action. And so I think that just speaks volumes about who you are and the difference you, you are trying to make in the world. So just a little plug for you, mama, like if you have a desire on your heart and you have fear about that desire in your heart, recognize that fear for who it is, for who it is, not what it is, for who it is, right? Fear comes from Satan. So embrace that fear and move forward anyways, because the things that scare you are going to be the things that change your life the most and not just your life, but other people's lives too. He is a very real influence. And I, I was attending a, a women's meeting once and our bishop told us that these thoughts that we were having, women were sharing concerns with him about I'm fat and I'm this and I'm ugly. And these are the things that are constantly on my brain. And he said, these are satanic thoughts. And at the time, I remember thinking, that is heavy. That is like overkill, I think, calling it satanic thoughts. 
but it was something that stuck with me for years and I've been able to recognize very clearly when those thoughts that I know are not from God are trying to dissuade me from doing good things or try to make me feel like less than a daughter of God. Anything like that is, is a satanic thought. It's a thought from the adversary trying to keep you down, trying to keep you from becoming the person that Heavenly Father knows you can be. And it's, it's definitely a real influence for sure. Amen. Amen. I love that. I love that perspective. And I really think, I mean, you guys know what's going on right now in the world, in social media, in the news, in your neighborhoods. And it's scary. I, I had a feeling yesterday that I should, I saw this boy walking down the street. He didn't have a coat on. Um, and we drove past him in our minivan (laughs) with my whole family in the car. And I had this feeling that we should turn around and go, go pick him up and offer him a ride to wherever he was going. And so we turned around, pulled over. And I told my husband, like, make sure I'm facing him instead of you. Cause women are a lot less scary than men. <laughs> and so he did, I rolled down my window and I said, Hey bud, do you want to ride to wherever you're going? No, very short, very, no. And I was like, I promise I'm not a bad person. I would love to help you get to wherever you need to go. No. I've got three kids in my car. I promise I'm a good person. I would love to help you. No. And he just kept walking. And honestly, it almost brought me to tears because I was like, have we really gotten to that point in our world that you can't trust a mom in a minivan with three kids because you're so afraid for your life? Like it, it honestly hurt my heart. (laughs) It hurt my heart that this kid felt he couldn't trust me, that he couldn't trust the light in my eyes, that he couldn't trust my van. He couldn't trust, you know what I mean? Like it just, it hurt me. And I think there are so, there's so much that we can do for good in the world. There's so much we can do as strong influences in life. And and we need to do everything we can to be that good influence. There's definitely a lot of junk in the world. There's so much hard stuff going on. And, you know, I've had so many friends leave social media completely, take their accounts off because of the contention on social media over the last few months. And um, so I'm really grateful to have a place on social media that is positive, that is solely for the purpose of lifting each other up and and being real in a real way, not in a Pollyanna, let's only look at the good. We very much talk about things that are hard. That's what makes people strong is overcoming the hard. And so, you know, it's, I, I feel like it's a, it's a sacred space to be able to have that with people and not be criticized for every action that you take, not be criticized for your opinions, just have a, a place where you can be you and it be safe space. 
Um, I call strong moms a soft place to fall and a great place to laugh. And I hope that that's what it is for other moms. But yeah, it's for me, it's a little bit of an oasis from the world right now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because it is hard out there. (laughs) Amen. And I think I was listening to a podcast from one of my good friends and she talked about how, honestly, I think this is really a great time to make sure that the people you're following are your people. If you don't like what you're seeing on your social media, guess what? There's a beautiful thing called unfollow. Unfollow. (laughs) Unfollow. And you don't even have to unfriend. You can just unfollow, which I have unfollowed a lot of people (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to keep my feed pretty positive. So Yes. And those people that you want to follow, the people that you want to see the messages that they have in their, in their life and whatever, follow them follow them. Make sure you are filling yourself up with light and love and laughter and having that soft place to land. If you don't like your social media, my friends, do something about it. It And don't play victim mode. Don't play like, ah, I wish social media would just go back to the way it was. Make it the way it was. Okay. Make it the way it was. Unfollow people like legit. I like scrolling my feed, even still, even with everything going on in the world, because I unfollow all the people that I don't like what their message is. And I know sometimes we have this like, no, I like, like Monta said, like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a break from social media. I'm just gonna come back when stuff is calmed down, or maybe I won't come back or whatever. Who knows? But there is just like anything else in the world, right? There is so much good and so much evil in everything we do, right? Television can be such a source for good and togetherness and memories and laughter and knowledge. It can also be a place of wastefulness and time suck and terrible content, right? The internet, same thing, right? Like naps are so great. And also they can be like, okay, I'm napping a little too long and I'm resting a little too much and I'm being a little too lazy, right? Like there is a good and a bad to all, all things. And if it's not what you want it to be, change it. There are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. Social media, you can control very much. So you Mm -hmm. can control what you see and what you don't see. And I'm the same with you. Through all of the um, chaos that's gone in the last week, my feed has still been really positive and, you know, an uplifting place for me to go. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I've, I've kind of been doing a good job of making it that way. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work (laughs) to make it that way. It is. And, and I feel like it's, it's an ongoing process too, that it's like, if I ever come across something that I'm like, Ooh, I don't like that. And it doesn't even have to be like political or controversial. It's like, wow, you're kind of not wearing clothes. (laughs) I don't really want to see that. (laughs) Like unfollow, right? Like it doesn't have to be like political or controversial or, Oh my gosh, you didn't vote for the person that I voted for or you, whatever. Like we can agree to disagree on certain topics, but like fill your heart, fill your mind, fill your life with good things. And I, I can't, I can't remember who to credit this quote. I think it was Gandhi, but he said, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. And I love that. 
I love that. That's so that. good. I know, right? That and so good. I love that. And ever since I heard that the first time, it, it's really stuck with me. And people can have dirty feet, not just when they're talking about like all the things in the world. They can have dirty feet when they're using words that you don't like. They can have dirty feet when they're just, you know, they're pretty dang negative and they suck the life of, out of you every time you see their name or read their message or whatever. Like it doesn't have to be, they think this and I think differently. People have dirty feet in all sorts of ways and people have clean feet, right? We just got to look for those. I I like people with different opinions. I like reading different opinions. Um, As long as it's respectful, I don't have a heart, you know, I, I, my feet is full of people who who think differently than I do. I don't have a problem with that Mm -hmm. myself but it's when they are disrespectful and that's when I, I need to take them out of my feed. So that's yes. just kind of my, my personal line for myself. I agree completely. And I think the biggest shift for me is in the disrespect is the shaming. When someone shames me for thinking the way that I did, believing the way that I did, and I, I voted for a specific person right? We all did. And I saw someone whom I love and trust shame me for for voting for the person that I did. And it hurt me because I love her, right? And it was on her main feed and it hurt me. And it, it made me think like, whoa, I, I, why you don't, I mean, she doesn't know. I never told her that it hurt me, but it made me like, okay, so does that mean we can't be friends anymore because you feel so opinionated about this and I think differently than you do, right? Mm -hmm. And, And I talked to friends who voted differently than me and we just had a really respectful conversation. And I just asked them like, I don't want this to turn into a shaming thing, but I really truly want you to educate me. Like, I love you. I trust you. Will you please tell me why you voted for that person? And we were able to have this beautiful conversation and it wasn't contentious at all. It was very educational. It was very like, okay, what was your point of view? Okay, what was your point of view? And I think when we, when we start to shame each other on social media, in person, in all the things, right? That's when it turns just icky and sad. And that's when the world really starts to turn on each other. When we feel these shaming things toward each other. And instead, when we can just, I think this way and you think this way, and I'm going to listen to you, not to fight you, but I'm going to listen to you to understand where you're coming from. Right. And people feel that. They feel, they hear it in your tone. They see it in your body language. They feel it from you, whether or not you are listening to understand and truly seek to see their point of view or whether or not you have a comeback on your tongue ready to go at any moment. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference, a huge Mm -hmm. difference. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you for being able to have that kind of open conversation because they're hard to have. They really are because it's such, the topics are so personal and so close to people's you know, hard values. Yeah. Yeah. Your values, your morals, everything. And so it's hard to have those kind of conversations without it being emotionally charged. Mm -hmm. But if you can do it, it's, it's what the world needs. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. It really is. And 
I think going back to the concept of strong moms and being a safe place to land, I think I've talked about her a million times, but Brene Brown really talks about like when you have something that you're going through that's hard, you have to make sure that you're sharing it with the right kind of people. You're sharing it not with the person who wants to fight you on it, not with the person who wants to one-up you, not with the person who whatever is going to shame you, but the person who really wants to just listen to understand. And you guys, social media is not that place. It is not that place. When you have something that you need to work through, you go to your soft place to land. You go to your strong moms. You go to your friends. You go to your trusted confidants. You go to your spouse, your siblings, your parents, your cousins, your whoever it is in your life that you that is that soft place to land for you. It is not on your main feed. It is not in your stories on social media. It is, that is not the place unless you want to invite attack and one-upness and all the things, right? That is not the place. And in your vulnerable moments, that is the last thing you need. It's absolutely the last thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but yeah. And I think there's a real difference because Monta and I are both influencers on social media, right? There's a real difference between this is something I am struggling with and I want to share my aha moments with you. And it's the after the fact. It's the I've already been through this and this is what I learned and I want to share this with you and bless you with what I've learned. That's very different than this is what I'm struggling with and I'm just going to get on the internet and freak out about it, right? <laughs> like that is very, very, very different. And that yes. will attract very, very different energy. And so making sure you have those people in your life. And if you don't have those people in your life to talk to when you're feeling down, when you need advice, when you need opinions, when you need whatever, that is when I invite you, get off social media. And go spend time with your spouse or your siblings or whoever that person used to be before social media was so present and prevalent in our lives and sucked so much of our time, right? Like go find those people again, rekindle those relationships so that you can, I need somebody. I need a soft place to land. And if you don't have that person, come to Strong Moms. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Yep. Really, truly. (laughs) Okay. So tell us more about strong moms and everything you've worked so hard to create. Um, well, uh, one of my favorite things on strong moms that we do is called strong mom profiles. We do them every Monday. Um, we ask people to just teach us a little bit about what they've learned, what they've overcome and what they've learned from it. And people, moms have just been so great with sharing you know what what has made them strong how they've overcome stuff um and i have a couple of quotes just to share here with some of our strong moms one of my absolute favorites is um from this woman named nicole she's been through cancer and in response to the question what makes you a strong mom or what is a strong mom to you She said, my understanding of a strong mom changed through my cancer diagnosis. 
A strong mom no longer meant being able to do all things. Strong mom became a mom that was able to raise her kids to be themselves, to have good relationships, and to be strong individuals. And one of the things I love about these profiles that we do is that question, some of the questions will change, but that question is always asked, what is a strong mom to you? And every mom gives a different answer because they've all been through different things. They come from different, you know, backgrounds and places and are different um, places of mothering <laughs> in their lives. And um, they all have different things to say. It's, it's amazing and it always lifts me up. Um, another mom, her name is Marcia, she said, a strong mom to me is one who knows that she is nothing without God, one who knows that she doesn't have all the answers, one who can admit to making a mistake and can apologize, one who is honest about life and her choices, good and bad. Hmm. I love that because uh, I think being part of being strong is being real with yourself. And I made a mistake and it's okay. Tomorrow's a new day with no mistakes in it. It's one of my favorite quotes. We can start over again tomorrow. I can, you know, recognize that that was a mistake and I can do better tomorrow. For me, that is what a strong mom is, is recognizing, you know, an error and forgiving myself and doing better tomorrow, having the hope of a better tomorrow. That doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. I make them every day. <laughs> It helps me to overcome the mistakes, and that's what makes that's what makes all of us strong. Is walking up that mountain, whatever mountain it is that you have, and you you're making muscles as you're going up that mountain. You're making yourself spiritually and physically stronger as you do that. And yeah, these women are amazing. Can I interject real quick before you read the next one? I. I also think sometimes with giving ourselves grace, I think sometimes it's okay, of course, to, to wait until tomorrow to try again, but I also think it's okay to do it today. There's, there's been so many days that it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it is one of those days or, uh, right? Like I'm freaking out and everything is going wrong and my kids are on one and I'm just going to be grumpy all day because it's just one of those days, right? You were I, I, in my house yesterday, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was me two days ago. And I literally, I had a moment where our across the street neighbor like, hey, how are you? And I was like, it's been one of those days. <laughs> like I was just like, basically like, oh my gosh, don't talk to me right now. Right. And, um, and I had listened to a mindset call that morning and he had encouraged us that when people ask you, how are you doing? Um, to answer always, I am freaking fantastic. How are you? <laughs> right. And, and he was like, and there was a lot of like pushback of like, but, but what if I'm not fantastic? Like, so are you telling me like that I shouldn't embrace my emotions, that I should just pretend to be happy all the time? And he was like, no, I'm teaching you to condition yourself to look for all the good that there is in life. Mm -hmm. And, and when people ask you, and it's, it's like that conditioning of like, when people give you a compliment, like, instead of saying like, oh, 
well, my hair, whatever, X, Y, Z. Like when people say you look beautiful to not, to get rid of all the, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? My hair is so frizzy today. Or like, oh my gosh, I haven't showered in seven days. What are you talking about? Right? Like just stop that and say, thank you. Right. And it's that same type of, it's that same type of conditioning. When people ask you, how are you doing? Instead of answering like, right? Like I am freaking fantastic. And I have so much to be thankful for. How are you? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so I had listened to that call Wednesday morning, Wednesday day was like the worst day ever. Right. And I caught myself answering his question with my negative Nancy-ness and I texted him after, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Let me try that again. I need to re-answer your question. I am freaking fantastic with a smiley emoji, and I have so much to be thankful for. How are you? Right? And he, he like, ah, whatever. Like, it's okay. Like, you're allowed to be whatever. You got three little people. And he, like, gave me some grace, and it was good. But I will tell you, my mood instantly changed with my children because – one, we got out of the house because I knew we needed like a little switcher upper. <laughs> I just got to get out of the house because sometimes I'm like, ah, right? So we just went to the park. It was like 55 degrees. It was kind of nice, kind of cold, but we just got out of the house. And, um, and then I just, I changed my mind. I am freaking fantastic. And we have so much to be grateful for. Yes. My son is still asking me 400 questions. Yes. My daughter is still crying every single time she gets any single nick or bruise or whatever. And they need me and my house is a mess and whatever. Right. And we just, we went to the park. We got pizza for dinner because I didn't want to cook. (laughs) And you know what? The rest of the night was freaking fantastic. And so I think sometimes we wait to make change. We wait until Monday. We wait until tomorrow. We wait until circumstances are better. We wait until COVID is over. We wait until the president is announced. We wait until whatever, right? We wait, but why not today, right? Yeah, I, since we've started homeschooling, you know, that's one of the challenges is they're here all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My kids are here all the time and I'm schooling a fifth grader and a first grader while my three-year-old wants my attention. So you can imagine <laughs> the lovely situations that constantly um, bombard me. But um, yesterday, my, um, sorry, I said fifth grader, fourth grader, we do a writing prompt every morning. And for whatever reason, the writing prompt just really, um, he couldn't think of anything to say. He couldn't think of anything to write. And he was getting really emotional about it and really upset. And um, in our house, we take timeouts (laughs) for ourselves. So I will take a timeout when I need it. I'll just say, I need time alone. Leave me alone for a few minutes. I'll be back and I'll be, I'll be better when I, when I'm back and I'll go put myself in a room and be alone, lock the door for five or 10 minutes or whatever it is that I need. And I try to teach my kids to do the same. And I asked him twice if he needed to go take a break in his room and no, no, no. But he still kept getting so emotional about this small little simple writing assignment that he's done a hundred times. And so finally I just said, please go take a break in your room and come back when, when you feel better. And he went 
and he came back 10 minutes later and it was like a different child. And I feel like if I hadn't learned to do that, it would have been a horrible morning. It would have been me trying to force him to do something that he was not in a place that to do at the moment. And you know what happens when you try to like force things to happen? It just, it never turns out good. Mm-mm. And so being able to just take a moment to himself and go kind of chill and reevaluate <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever he needed to do. And it made the morning go so much smoother. And so I agree. I think you can totally recognize that something ain't right at the moment. And you can just sometimes take a break and fix it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that personal example. And I, I love that idea of taking time out for yourself. And even sometimes for me, I tell my kids, like they, they go to their rooms when they do something naughty or if they just need a break mentally. And, and sometimes I tell them like, you guys, I need a timeout because I was just naughty. I was really rude to you and I used a really mean voice and I'm sorry that I used that mean voice. So I'm going to go to timeout for a little bit so that I can, I can find my nice mom voice again. And I love how little kids are so ready to forgive you. They're like, they're always like, oh, it's okay, mom. It's okay. (laughs) Every time my kids so quickly forgive me. I don't know how long that's going to last, but I will milk it. Amen. Oh, amen. And I've, I've like conditioned my son to like, he's my oldest, he's four. And he's told me, like, I told him, Holland, I really want to be a nice mom. So if I'm ever being a mean mom, will you remind me, will you say something like, Hey mom, I thought you wanted to be nice. And, and he does, (laughs) he totally keeps me accountable when I'm being mean. He like, Hey mom, I thought you wanted to be nice. And it like, Ooh, it's like a serious, like gut to the heart. Yeah, it really is. But I love it at the same time because it always takes me back to like, you're right. And it honestly, it helps me recognize how are you seeing me? How am I showing up to you? And in my eyes, I'm teaching you something. I might be using a strong voice, right? But in, in your eyes, I'm being mean. And so it helps me recognize, okay, this is not coming across the way that I want it to. So I need to take a step back. I need to say, I need to apologize and I need to figure this out and I can, I can change this now, right? With my Mm. behavior. That's awesome. Way to be. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't always go well. Sometimes he says that and he's like, and I'm like, I'm being nice. (laughs) (laughs) I have never acted like that ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh good. Okay. Well, anything that you want to leave us with before we close it out? Um, I could leave you with one, one more good quote from a friend. Um, this is Kelsey. I swear I have hundreds of these, you guys, and every single one of them is so good. But Kelsey says, when I think of a strong mom, I think of someone facing pressure and difficulty, but still maintaining grace, love, and gentleness. It's easy to get angry. It's easy to be selfish. It's easy to give up. It's not easy to be tender, nor is it easy to be humble. And I, I love that so much because that's how we learn. That's how we grow is when we can be tender and when we can be humble 
And it's not easy to always be gentle and show love, but um, these kids are teaching us, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like you were saying, they teach us every day. And it's such an incredible blessing to be a mom. It's not something that every woman gets to do in this life. Mm-hmm. And um, we're so lucky, those of us who get to do it. So, yay for Amen. blessings. <laughs> Amen. And I think truly that's one of the things that always helps me to recenter is when I can focus on all that I have to be grateful for. And the fact that I have three beautiful children who are healthy and who, who are with me here, the fact that my husband and I are together and I don't have to share my children across anything. There's just, there's so, there really is so much to be grateful for. We have a home, we have warmth, we have food in our fridge and in our pantry. Yes, there's a lot that I could focus on that's bad and negative and hard, but truly going back and recognizing the blessings in my life. And I'm pretty sure I've shared this in a podcast before, but Anytime I try to express gratitude, I I write down 10 things every day that I'm grateful for as part of my morning routine. And I always try to think like, if I don't say thank you for this, it will disappear. And uh, granted, there's only 10 things that I write every day. I could write hundreds, right? But it literally takes me back to like, I am grateful for Ellie, (laughs) not just my kids. I'm grateful for Ellie. Because what if she got taken away from me? I am grateful for Holland. I am grateful for Alila. I am grateful for our couch. I am grateful for our beautiful rugs. I am grateful for our kitchen table, right? Like it, it really does put into perspective. Like if I don't express gratitude for this and it were taken away, would I miss it? Right? And it truly just helps us to see the abundance that we do have, and it makes what we have enough. And you find what you're looking for. So when you're looking at life with that mentality of what can I write down today? What am I grateful for today? You find more and more and more of those things, and it really changes the lens through which you see life. Mm -hmm. I, I used to do a similar gratitude practice like that. And it really did. It changes the way you see things, the way, the way you see challenges, the way you see the world around you. Mm-hmm. And there's so much to be grateful for. There really, there really is. There really is, even among all the trials. So, all right, beautiful mamas, more than anything, we hope that from this message, you have recognized that you are a strong mom. You are. Because you took the time to listen to this all the way through, for one. And you are taking the time to better yourself through positivity, through learning, through knowledge, through growth. Even if I don't know you in real life, even if neither of us know you in real life, you're trying to expand your circle of influence. You're trying to be with people regularly who bless your life, who lift you up, who fill you up instead of tear you down. And so I really want to challenge you today and every day for the rest of your life to surround yourself with people who lift you up, to 
whether that's on social media, in your influence of friends, in your neighborhood, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. If you need to clean out your social media feed, do it. If you need to clean out your circle of friends and spend a little less time with so-and-so and so-and-so because they just always tear you down, I challenge you to do it because you are a strong mom. And I want you to always be surrounded by people who remind you of that and who make you stronger, not, not the opposite. Okay. We love you. We're here for you. We believe in you, my friends. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sticking around and we'll see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace. Thank you.